I mean, I think we understand Kevin Durant's really good, right? Like, like I can I can stipulate before we get into the show, before we break down the game, that Kevin Durant's really good. Like, we don't have to talk about it anymore, right? Kevin Durant's really, really, really good. Um, and I think we could also stipulate that uh, making shots is kind of important. Maybe a little bit. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is November 11th, 2021. My name is Phil Cross, writing the site expert and editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. Today, an audio-only edition of Locked On Magic. Apologize for not having the video. Apologies for coming out a little bit late here on this Thursday morning slash early afternoon. I'm recording this around 11.30. Had some errands to run this morning, so I apologize for that. On today's episode of Locked on Magic, we will talk about the Orlando Magic's loss to the Brooklyn Nets, a kind of gutting 119-90 loss. It was, it was not good. A lot of not good things involved in that loss. We'll talk about it coming up here in just a moment. We'll also talk about the Magic's offensive inconsistencies as well. We'll get to all that coming up here. Uh, but before we do any of that, we do want to thank you for making Locked On Magic part of your day every single day. Whether we're your first listen, whether we're your lunchtime listen, your workout listen, you're on your way home from work listen, you're on your way to the game listen, no matter when you listen to Locked On Magic, we truly do appreciate you making us a part of your day. We're free and available on all platforms as well as streaming on YouTube, of course, today, an audio-only version of Locked On Magic. This episode of Locked on Magic is also brought to you by McDonald's. Proudly serving communities since 1965, McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. I will tell you one thing that we are not loving, and that is the Orlando Magic's loss to the Brooklyn Nets, a rough 123-90. to I even got the score completely wrong to try and make it a little bit better. 123-90 to defeat. Um, to the Brooklyn Nets. Um, look, the Nets are a better team. Um, they, they really asserted themselves uh, in the second quarter, pulling away, making it 18 points, uh, making it around 18 points for much of that first, second quarter. Orlando did cut the lead down to 11 with a minute 30. Terrence Ross on the free throw line for three free throws with a chance to get it to single digits. He makes one of three, gets it down to 11. But then Brooklyn really put their foot down, going up by 18 by the end of the quarter, and then completely outracing the Magic and outpacing the Magic in the final quarter to make the final margin leading by as much as 34 points. To me, this was not really a 34-point game. Magic let go of the rope. They really struggled um, to kind of stay in the game. They got frustrated with their missed shots. They got frustrated with the shot-making that Brooklyn had. Brooklyn made a lot of tough shots, especially that uh, Kevin Durant fella. I think he has a future here in the NBA. Um that they made a lot of really tough shots. Um, there's no getting around it. There's no no dancing around that fact. Brooklyn played really well. They played focused. They played energetic. Um, they had a few moments of slipping. Orlando was able to get some defense to, to get to generate some offense and create some offense. But at the end of the day, Orlando simply could not make enough shots to keep pace. Even the good shots they were getting, they were struggling a little bit to get um, on the interior. Brooklyn's uh, offense consistently. Um, Cole Anthony was able to get there on on some occasion. Losing Wendell Carter to um, an eye abrasion in the third quarter didn't help matters. And actually, since we're past almost noon here, I'll, I'll see if I can get an injury update on him. Um, it, it it was not pretty for the Orlando Magic. And, and again, like I said, it, it really felt like they let go of the rope uh, rope there in the 
uh, let go of the rope there in the in the fourth quarter, uh, and, and that's how you end up with the kind of deficit you have. Uh, Mo Bamba said after the game um, that it felt like that that Coach Mosley, that your coach Jamal Mosley said, uh, told the team that it felt like this was the first time that they stopped competing. Um, you know, I, I don't know if I'd go that far. Um, certainly the Knicks game. It, look like they kind of stopped competing. Um, there, there's definitely a lack of getting into the ball in the fourth quarter, um, a lack of physicality. Um, you know, again, I, honestly, through three quarters, you know, yes, maybe the Magic could have been in, into the ball a little bit more, um, worked their offense a little bit better, which has been the huge problem for this team. Um, but overall, I, I did think that the Magic competed. They got beat by a superstar player in Kevin Durant. Their defensive strategy on him was uh, send two to the ball, essentially. Franz Wagner, I thought, did a really good job on him. Made his life hard. Frustrated. I saw. I saw in one instance, Wagner was really playing physical with him. Durant was frustrated and and kind of yelling at the official. I don't think he was yelling at, at Franz for it. Um, don't want to get on Durant's bad side, but Durant was just in, in on one this night. Um, sometimes great players are just great, <laughs> and and we're just you know blessed to see them be great. Um, Fran, like Durant was really good. The Magic committed two, sometimes three guys to Harden. There's a lot of overhelping. Um, I would not say the Magic executed their game plan well. I don't. I wouldn't necessarily say that it was a bad game plan. They wanted Blake Griffin to beat them from the three. He couldn't. They wanted LaMarcus Aldridge to beat them from the three. He could. Brooklyn did a good job moving the ball. This is a heavy isolation team. Just like against the Boston Celtics, they woke up and really moved the ball effectively to get open shots, and, and Orlando was somewhat defenseless against it. But, uh, you know, again, through three quarters, I thought Orlando was fighting and competing. They just couldn't get over the hump. Every time the lead got down to 12, they'd commit a turnover. They'd miss an open three. That something would happen that would turn momentum back against them and prevent them from taking that last step to, to get to get over the hump, to get to get get it to single digits and get back into the game. And then eventually, you know, you just kind of run out of steam. You just kind of run out of that fight. You just get frustrated. And, and you can definitely sense and feel the frustration from this Magic team. Brooklyn did a really good job keeping Cole Anthony out of the game and really out of his rhythm. I think we'll see a lot of teams begin to really focus on Cole Anthony a lot more after his strong week last week, after his big game against Utah Jazz especially. It was good to see Terrence Ross get going. We'll talk about that when we go through the box score. But um, Orlando just not able to keep up. Again, the numbers say it all. Brooklyn shot 50.5% from the floor, 16 for 37 from beyond the arc. Um, Orlando shoots 38% from the floor, 4 for 33 from beyond the arc. Again, that difference of four three-pointers to 16, that's 12. You know, 12 times 3 is 36 points. That's essentially your ball game. If Magic even get to 10 three-pointers, you know, six more threes, you know, this is a completely different ball game. And it just felt like at several key moments, Orlando needed a shot, needed a shot in the arm, and they either couldn't get the shot to go down and Brooklyn would come down and hit a contested three or hit a tough shot. Um, and then Orlando would turn the ball over and just kind of make mistakes and, and, and allow those mistakes uh, to compound. That was that was a, a huge issue for the Orlando Magic throughout the course of the game, and that's that's been an issue for them throughout the course of the season. It's it's, it's just a lot of inconsistency, and that, that you expect that from young teams. It's it's not necessarily wholly unexpected. There's against good teams like Brooklyn that are able to really dig in and dive into what they're trying to do. There's going to be nights like this. Um, there's going to be bad nights like this. Um, it, you know, Cole Anthony, as good as he's been, you know, still shows his flaws. You know, physical defenders, switching defenses still uh, confuse him, still knock him off course. And Orlando hasn't quite broken its offense yet. Or, or at times, honestly, I think Cole tries to do too much. Jalen Suggs certainly tries to do too much. There's too many guys trying to do too much to make up the deficit rather than kind of sticking with what they got and moving the ball. We'll get to that um, issue coming up in, in a moment as well. Um, just a rough game for Orlando, just a confluence of everything bad that could happen did happen for this Magic team, and that's ultimately what cost them 
uh, the game in the end. So the Brooklyn Nets defeat the Orlando Magic 123-90. Uh, you know, one of the reasons I didn't feel necessarily compelled to podcast about it because there wasn't a lot to say about this game. Uh, the Nets are just a much better team. We'll get into the box score, kind of dive into some of those details coming up in just a moment, plus a look at the Magic and their offensive inconsistencies. But first, a quick word from our pals at Bet Online. Bet Online is back and better than ever, a new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. So head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On, and you will receive that bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you again for making Locked On Magic your first listener part of your day every day. We truly appreciate appreciate you being appreciate being part of your podcast rotation. Whether you're watching us on YouTube today's audio only, of course, uh, or listening on the podcast, you can find us wherever you download podcasts as well. Of course, subscribe on YouTube. We're nearing 200 subscribers. We'd like to get there by Thanksgiving. That'll make us very very thankful. We'll, while today's episode will not be on YouTube. We will be doing plenty of YouTube exclusive content as the season continues. Look for a live pregame show coming up next week before the Magic's game against the New York Knicks. We'll plan on that one as well. Let's run through the box score, though, uh, as the Orlando Magic fall to the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, just Again, just a really, really rough game from the guys at the Magic. Need to have good games. Cole Anthony, four for tw- 10 points, 4 for 12 shooting, over 5 from beyond the arc, 8 rebounds. Three steals, five turnovers. It was a matter of time before Cole Anthony kind of had to come back to Earth game. Um, he's been on a tear now for the last week and a half, two weeks. I think the scouting is starting to catch up on him. Um, teams are, I think, going to quickly learn that switching defenses do give him problems. I think the Magic do need to kind of come up with a new strategy for how they attack switching defenses, whether it's secondary actions or, honestly, if it's Cole Anthony, spread the floor a little bit. Let him isolate the big man. Let him isolate big men. Um, the Magic actually, I think, run the second or third fewest isolations per game, and this is not an isolation team at all. But I, I think the way to attack these switching defenses, get teams out of switching defenses, put the ball in the hands of your best scorer, create a switch, and then go. Let him go. Let him let let him make him pay. Let trust him to make those decisions. Um, you know, I was actually uh, during the break, I was watching uh, Kevin O'Connor of The Ringer released his latest uh, edition of The Void out on YouTube. Um, and he focused on Cole Anthony and why Cole Anthony's play is so sustainable. And I was watching a lot of those plays and thinking, man, there's so much rhythm and pace to the way Cole Anthony's playing, the way he's able to dart in and out. And and you could feel that confidence flowing. Uh, in this game, you know, we didn't feel that same pace and rhythm. Um, again, I, I think, I think again, he's a second-year player. He's got a lot to learn. He's got a lot to improve upon, um, especially as a leader. And again, this is why we all say we're all really excited and think Markel Fultz is going to help this team out. Markel Fultz is always playing at his own pace. He's always kind of in control of everything uh, and knows how to set up his shot when the time comes and and, and how to set up others by setting up his own shot. This is something that I I don't think is necessarily natural to Cole Anthony, but something he's gotten a lot better at. But again, young teams are inconsistent. Young teams don't um, do everything they need to do every single night. It happens. They're going to have bad nights like this one. Cole Anthony had a bad night in this game. He got caught a little bit too much. 
um, trying to over dribble, trying to trying to uh, attack a little bit too much, trying to do too much. Um, you know, again, he was I think did a good job early on not seeking out his shot, trying to set others up. By the time it was time for him to seek his own shot, he was just again trying to do a little too much. So. Um, I think a real a big learning lesson for Cole Anthony is play at your rhythm, play at your pace. I think the Magic right now, um, with the, how they're set up, need to trust Cole Anthony uh, to, to deliver the goods. Um, he's done it so far this year. Jalen Suggs, another kind of difficult game for him. Seven points, two for eight shooting, over four from beyond the arc. He did get the line for four free throws, three for four from the foul line. Five rebounds, four assists, three turnovers. Two of those turnovers came in the third quarter. Um, and so really kind of a good efficiency game for him until that point. Um, at least on the turnover mark. I think I think the big goal for the Magic right now is get those turnovers down or try and reduce those turnovers. The shooting is a concern, but it'll come. Um, Suggs is still getting sped up. Um, you know, it's it, it's been, a, you know, I, in the last week, um, you know, since I was at a game, um, you know, I was watching him close, watching him a little bit closer. He's still getting to his spots. I still like the shots he's getting. Um, you know, again, and I think there's a little bit of confidence. I think, I think, Honestly, I think the big thing is he's just he's in his own head. I think he's a perfectionist. I think he wants to be good. I think he feels the pressure of 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 being the pick that he is, and and the and the amount of intensity that this that this uh, frankly this team has put on him. Everyone on the team is confident in him. I'm gonna I'm diving into some of his numbers um, on OrlandoMagicDaily.com later on today. We'll talk about them tomorrow. Um, I, I really do feel like Suggs is in his own head. He's at his best when he's just playing and attacking. Um, when he's able to kind of pick up his pace and play at his own pace, I do think he's overthinking things a little bit too much. Uh, and again, you just want to, like everyone sees it, just just, just calm down, kid. Just calm down. He's going to be fine. Um, but I, I do think that right now um, he's just, he's, he's trying to trying to go a little bit too much and, and you just need to slow down a little bit. We, we've talked about that here on the pod as well. Um, Franz Wagner, interesting game for him. 10 points, 4 for 11 shooting, 0 for 4 from beyond the arc, 7 rebounds, Six steals and four turnovers. Um, Fogner's shooting has come down to earth. He had that really hot start. He's starting to come back down to earth a little bit. Um, so his shot, I still trust his shot. I still trust the shots that he's taking. They're just not going in right now. Um, it, they didn't go in for anybody in this game, so let's not go crazy. Uh, you know, over Wagner over four from the arc. Cole Anthony over five. Jalen Suggs over four. Chimo Kiki over four. Gary Harris over two. RJ Hampton over four. The Magic just could not hit a dang shot to save their lives. That's 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 the honest truth. The Magic just could not hit a shot. Uh, so I'm not super worried about Wagner. I think his shot will come around. And again, game's still slowing down for him. I, I got to give Franz Wagner a lot of credit, though. He played some incredible defense on Kevin Durant. Um, first time going up against Kevin Durant. Got Kevin Durant in all his glory. Durant scored 30 points, missed just one shot. I think he was 11 for 12 from the field. But that, honestly... Kevin, it's Kevin Durant. He's going to beat good defense, and he was on his today. He was he was focused and, and wanted to make a statement after the way the the, the Nets finished that game against the Bulls on Monday. Um, Fogner was in his face. Fogner was with him, was trailing him real well. You know, maybe he could have bumped him a little bit better off his spots. Maybe he could have been a little bit more physical to kind of keep to prevent his catches. Um, but he contested a lot of Durant shots. I thought he did a good job tracking him on um, three separate occasions. Franz Wagner knocked the ball away from Kevin Durant. Um, Durant. You know, again, six steals. At least three of them were on Durant. He had a few others. Durant had six turnovers. I think you got to give Wagner a lot of credit for that. Um, Wagner did good things, um, and I think we're all. I mean, again, this was this game was proof that there is plenty of reason to be super duper excited about this kid and what he can be. And and, and it does feel like there's still a lot of untapped potential there. Wendell Carter, 
Nine points, three for seven shooting, one for two from beyond the arc, five rebounds in 18 minutes. He did leave the game in the third quarter. After getting poked in the eye, it's not clear yet how long he will be out. I just checked the 10.30 a.m. injury report. Magic have not submitted their injury report yet. I do not think they will do so today. Um, we may not see see one until uh, tomorrow after pra- after the Magic practice. The Magic take, took Thursday off. Um, it is worth noting, as much as individual plus, mi- plus minus matters, um, the only starter with a plus minus under te- under ten was Wendell Carter at minus six. Um, I think that is a statement to the Magic. A got blown out when he left the game. Um, I do think losing Wendell Carter's presence hurt. Um, I thought he did some good things defensively. Was really good at locking down the paint. Was a good option to have in the paint. Mobamba just is not living in the paint. Mobamba does not want to be in the paint. Um, that's something that he's going to have to continue to work on, continue to fix uh, as he continues to the league. As much as the shooting is valuable. He's got to be a rim runner with his size. He's got to be willing to take some bumps and get into the, get into the paint. Wendell Carter is willing to do all those things. He sets a really good screen. He sets really good screens, um, and and the Magic really missed him. And if he's going to have to miss some time, um, the Magic I think are going to struggle a little bit to replace his productivity. It's going to put a lot more pressure on Mo Bamba. Speaking of Mo Bamba, 14 points, five for 11 shooting, two for four from beyond the arc, nine rebounds, two assists, one block for him. Um, I thought he was fine. You know, he maybe helped a little bit too much off of LaMarcus Aldridge, um, led to a couple threes. Um, he was trying to be good in the paint. The Magic were decent in the paint throughout the course of the game, but they overhelped, gave up some three-pointers. The Nets are a really good three-point shooting team, so just a, a lesson learned on that front. Terrence Ross finally got himself going. 17 points, 7 for 14 shooting, 3 for 6 from the foul line, did not take any three-pointers. But again, 17 points. He was a big reason why the Magic were able to bounce back and come back a little bit in that third quarter. We're able to keep the game respectable in the se- in the second quarter and get back into the game. Um, he was a huge, huge part of this equation for Orlando. Uh, it was good to see him kind of hit those runners, get into a rhythm. Like he was starting to hit hit those tough shots that we know he can make that are just essential for him to make uh, for the Magic to be competitive. Um, so if there is any positive to take out of this game. It's that Terrence Ross found that spark again. Um, and, 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 you know, he said after the game, I asked him after the game, you know, yeah, he, he, yeah, everyone acknowledges that he struggled a little bit. Um, asked him after the game, you know, you were able to get going a little bit. Uh, you know, how, how, does that, how does that make you feel? Or, or, you know, what did that mean to you? And, you know, he admitted that he's still trying to find out where to get his shots within this offense, where to kind of pick up his, pick up his moments and pick his, pick his spots to attack. He did a really good job attacking off the dribble. Teams are doing a really good job top-locking him and making sure he can't get out to three-point line, forcing his cuts more shallow. Um, and so he was able to kind of find 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 little lanes to get to the basket and get into a shot. So I think that was really good for Terrence Ross. Um, a really solid game. Magic couldn't get him threes because they just they didn't pass the ball effectively enough. Again, they just they just didn't move the ball well enough uh, to be a factor on that end. Um, other notable performances, R.J. Hampton with nine points on four for eight shooting. Gary Harris with just two points on one for six shooting as he continues to struggle. Chumo Kiki, four points, two for seven shooting. The efficiency just not there yet for Chumo Kiki. It's a little bit concerning at this point, um, but I, I think we trust Chuma that he will find his rhythm once again at some point. Again, Brooklyn Nets led in scoring by Kevin Durant with 30 points, 11 for 12 shooting, two for two from beyond the arc, six for seven from the foul line. He did commit six turnovers. James Harden kind of got had a got-right game against the Magic. 17 points, 11 rebounds, 11 assists. He also had six turnovers. Huge problem for the Nets um, as they turned the ball over a lot. Orlando was able to turn those turnovers into some points. Um, able to kind of hang around in the game because of it. Um, the Magic's best offense came when their defense played well, uh, when they were able to force turnovers, when they were able to get out in transition. They really struggled to break down that half-court defense and get the ball moving. Um, again, 21 points from LaMarcus Aldridge, 9 for 16 shooting, 3 for 5 from beyond the arc, 8 rebounds for him. 
Uh, Brooklyn shoots 50.5% from the floor, 16 for 37 from beyond the arc, uh, and they outscore the Magic 123 to 90. We'll talk about the offense, why the offense has been uh, uh, inconsistent, uh, some of the issues that it has had and have continued to repeat coming up here in just a moment. But first, this episode of Locked on Magic is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect, a place where classmates can meet up for a study group, knowing they'll have free Wi-Fi. That's certainly something that I relied on as a reporter back in the day. Um, and endless supplies of French fries and McFlurries. Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, the home team, or the away team can come to recharge and get a taste of the local area. It's a place you always look forward to stopping at on a long road trip to rest your legs and refuel. Like I said, back in the day when I was uh, covering the high school football for the Orlando Sentinel, um, I would always map out where McDonald's were because of that free Wi-Fi. And turn, when you're on deadline, when you've got a quick, when you got a story, no matter how big or small, you got to turn fast. You need something that you can turn to quickly, and you need a reward at the end of the day. And I always enjoyed grabbing that reward at McDonald's. It's always a place that was always reliable for everything that I needed when I was on the road, uh, and certainly a place that I was thankful to have available. So head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. Remember, McDonald's, ba-da-ba-ba-ba, I'm loving it. I mean, look, uh, you know, there's 82 of these games. There's going to be bad games. There's going to be good games. There's going to be rough games. There's going to be tremendous games. It's, it's, it's a long season for everyone. Everyone gets blown out once or twice. Everyone blows out another team once or twice. Orlando's going to have a 20-point win at some point down the road. Um, it, 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 it's just how it is. That's how the season works. Um, and sometimes, you know, games have complex storylines or follow complex trends, and other times they follow simple ones. Um, and there's a very, very simple reason why the Magic lost their game to the Brooklyn Nets on Wednesday. They did not hit shots. Now, I wish I had something more complex to say. I wish I could have some more enlightened thing to say, but the Magic didn't hit shots. I, I, I can say it again. The Magic didn't hit shots. The issue for the Magic in a lot of ways has is, is, is been a lot of youthful inconsistency. Um, turnovers especially have been a huge problem for young teams. There are always problems for young teams. Um, consistency and execution has been a huge problem too. And, and, and that has been something that we have seen throughout the course of the season. Um, in the Magic's worst games, they don't hit shots. Game against the Knicks, game against the Celtics, game against the Spurs, the second one. This game, it, it, it just comes down to making or missing shots. Whether they're open or not, it's, just, it's, it's really that simple. In key moments throughout the course of the game, Orlando missed open shots that would have turned the tide. I don't think this was a 33-point loss. It's probably more like a 12, 13, 14-point loss. All things considered. I'm not saying the Magic should have won this game. But if they had made some shots at key moments, it would have been tighter. There would have been some confidence. And more than anything else at this point in the season, what Orlando has to get better at, what Orlando has to continue to do, is to run their stuff. Run their offense. Run through their offense even when the shots aren't falling. Trust the process. Trust the system. 
to get you open shots, to get you the quality looks. And again, at key moments throughout the course of this game, the Magic missed quality looks. It's been that way all year. There's a little brief spurt of good shooting. Magic are still not a terrible shooting team in my in my books from the th- from three point line. But when everything stops working, they tend to give in and take quick threes, and that has lowered their percentage and has made them a worse team. Again, in this NBA, you're not winning games shooting four for thirty three from deep. You're not winning games getting outscored twenty nine to fifteen in the fourth quarter going 1-for-12 from deep in that quarter alone. 12 three-pointers in a quarter is a lot. That's how desperate and, and, and you know str- how much the Magic struggled to try and get themselves back into this game. The consistent message after the game from Coach Jamal Mosley, from Terrence Ross, to Mo Bamba, was that they have to continue moving the ball. They have to continue stressing what's important about their offense and getting things moving. And that's what's going to lead to success down the road. That's what's going to lead to this team being successful, for this team having a chance to win basketball games, to score to score effectively enough to be in it, to have their chance. That obviously is not happening enough, especially against switching teams, against like Miami, against Boston, and now against uh, San Antonio did a little bit to them, and certainly against Brooklyn. Teams that switch have prevented the Magic from getting into their offensive flow, from getting into the paint. Now, Orlando did do a decent job getting in the paint. They got 50 points in the paint. They outscored Brooklyn 50-38 to in the paint. And that's something. I I don't think we should completely disregard that. Um, Orlando found some things that worked, but they weren't able to get into the paint enough. In fact, Orlando, I think, was in the bonus in the second quarter, about five minutes into the quarter, and then they just stopped taking free throws. They stopped getting to the foul line. They stopped getting to the basket. There's a certain level of aggression that the Magic need, and they have to find ways to consistently get in the paint if they're going to be successful, if they're going to win, if they're going to get the ball movement that they need. And far too often, that is inconsistent. That is just not good enough. That word consistency is popping up a lot because... That is what the season's about. That's what being good in this league is about, is being able to do things every single night. Now, some nights you have better nights. Some nights you have worse nights. But your worst nights cannot be this bad. And that's something young players and young teams have to learn as they as they get through these experiences. The bottom line is this. Um, Orlando's going to have bad nights like this. Um, this. That's just the level of their talent. That's just the the situation they're in. You know, they don't have that guy yet. They don't have that team yet. They're a young team, and sometimes everyone's just bad. Young players are usually very bad. And so you you accept and you learn from these nights. Um, you learn that, yes, you have to move the ball. You have to keep with it even if the shots aren't falling. You have to stay with it. You can't get frustrated. You have to stick with the game plan, especially on offense. Because right now, the biggest thing holding this team back is their offense, their turnovers, is the mistakes that they make, the preventable mistakes that they make. And yes, they got to hit some open shots at the end of the day. You know, again, they, they, everyone says to make or miss league. If you miss a lot of shots, you're going to lose by 30. It's, it's just no avoiding it. I'm still optimistic about what the Orlando Magic's offense is doing. I think there are very good signs. I think they're very good indicators about what they're trying to accomplish and, and where they're trying to go as they continue to add players to this thing. Um, but... 
At the end of the day, Orlando is still 26 in field goal percentage, 22nd now in three-point field goal percentage, a severe drop-off from last week, 28th in scoring, and 27th in offensive rating. We're not sitting here pretending the Magic's offense is good. And one bad defensive game has thrown the Magic back a little bit. Um, there's still some outliers weighing them down from earlier in the season, but the defense has largely been good. I th- again, I know the Magic gave up 123 points. I didn't think the Magic played bad defense in this one. Um, I think they let go of the rope in the fourth quarter. I think the second quarter, their defensive strategy kind of came back and bit them. The, the shots they wanted to give up, then that's made them pay for. Um, I think Orlando is still learning how to get into the ball on defense and learning the finer points of what Jamal Mosley is going to do. But sometimes the game is just really, really simple. Orlando didn't make enough shots to win. And they're still trying to find the offensive consistency that they need. It's just no bigger takeaway at this point. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Apologize for getting it out a little bit late. We're past noon here on Thursday. Um, but thank you again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, follow us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast at Apple Podcasts. Hit your tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore MD. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. Now that you're done with us, Check out Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic or Orlando Magic Daily. Locked On Magic, this is Phil Frost. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic.